This is from Felon to Faith, the podcast dedicated to reaching people with a message of hope by sharing the life and experiences of Fred Matthews. Here we go with episode three, my friend Fred, uh, from Felon to Faith podcast. What's going on, everybody? Hey, what's happening? How you doing this morning, man? Doing good, man. About to pop episode three off. (laughs) (laughs) Blessed this morning. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Episode three, man. We're getting some in the books now. Yes, sir. Getting some in the books. We're getting some feedback from episode one. Uh, Episode two is about to drop. We're trying to keep these ahead of of schedule. Yep, yep. Ahead of schedule. So um, we'll see how you guys react to episode two here tomorrow. Yep, yep, Um, yep. But today we're going to kind of wrap up your time in county. Right, um, right, it was right. a fourteen month stint, yep, right? Is that right? Fourteen months, yep. Which is pretty long in county. Yeah, <laughs> that's sir. a pretty long in time the same in county. Dorm too. I never even left that dorm. I was in the same dorm. Really? Yes, sir. What dorm? Uh, A one. A one. Yeah. And that was in Fulton. Cobb. Cobb, Cobb county. county. That's A1. right. That's right. We talked about that. Yeah. Okay. A one in Cobb County. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Shout out to the homie Jay Allgood, man, who was in there with me. Jay Allgood. Yeah, man. Tell me about him. So, Jay Allgood, man, I, I didn't mention him last episode. I really kind of, I didn't forget, but uh, I just remember after, you know, we recorded. But anyway, he was such an important person to me in that, man, that situation. He helped me grow in that situation, helped me thrive. And he younger than me, right? And okay. He, and he from North Cobb, like Kennesaw. Okay. Like a total suburban kid. And um, when he came in, man... He came in, I think, like a couple weeks after me or whatever like that. You know, it was a couple of hyenas that was, like, talking about him, you know, like how they were going to probably, you know, basically sizing him up because mm. he didn't speak the street lingo, so to speak. Mm. You know, he kind of spoke, like, proper or whatever. He tall, mm. you know what I'm saying? So we started calling him Tiger Hood, you know, once he once yeah. he got cool there, like right? Tiger you. Wood or whatever <laughs> yeah. like that. But anyway... Um, he had got caught up with some homeboys on the humble little situation or whatever. And I don't know what party played or whatever, but he was like the total opposite of what you would think was, you know, in the jail, right? Sure. Total opposite. But anyway, me and him became cool. I told you that we used to have like Bible studies or whatever. Yeah. Me and my boy Jay White and others. So um, the homie came and he was very like fluid with the Bible, you know what I'm saying? And so I would just, I just admire how he was able to flip through the pages, read, understand it. Like, the way he used to just talk about stuff, and I would be listening to him, and we just got cool on them turns, and then come find out he knew how to rap, you know what I'm saying? Really? Yeah, so the homie used to be in the in the freestyle battles and everything, you know what I'm saying? He wasn't mm. soft by a long shot. He wasn't no soft dude at all. He just was from a different area, you know? He was from Kennesaw. I never met nobody from Kennesaw, you know what I'm saying? Really? The only, the only knowledge of Kennesaw I had was the one or two times I went up there to a game, you know what I'm saying? I had a homegirl named Brittany that- right. She ended up uh, going to North Cobb like our senior year or whatever. Okay. Um, and then we went to a game one time. And then uh, I had another homegirl named Carla that she moved up that way like before high school, you know, whatever. But I never had like really kicked it up there. So I didn't know nothing. But I always thought rich people lived in Kennesaw. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> but the homie was, was like. only rich people. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and the homie was like, you know, he like I say, he was he was from a good family or whatever. He wasn't hurting. He, he wasn't hurting. He just came. He just made, you know, he got caught up in the situation. But, in, but anyway, in that process of us being in the county, man, I just watched how he navigated through without, uh, like, trying to be somebody else. 
know what I'm saying? He wasn't trying to be no tough guy, whatever yeah. like that. Like he was just a natural dude, you know what I'm saying? We were just cool like that. So he was being himself. He was just being himself. And and so that helped me like grow in my faith too though. You know what I'm saying? Cause mm. I was able to ask him questions. He really had faith in him. He the had Lord. a lot of faith. He had a lot of knowledge. He'd been walking. He had a lot of knowledge. Like this mm. dude was brought up in the church, you know what I'm saying? Moms and dads, like they was they about that business, you know what I'm saying? So right. we was able to like just connect on that level. And he used to answer a lot of questions for me, show me a lot of stuff, you know what I'm saying? And so and I ended up bumping into him later on in prison. No. Yeah, because I left before him and I left before uh before Jay Watt. You know what I mean? So oh, man. We so we used to write each other though. You know what I'm saying? We used to send our letters to our moms and then our moms would send the letters to us. And that's no. how we were staying in touch. Yeah, that was the homie. I'm that's still in, awesome. I'm still in touch with him today. Is he still incarcerated? No, he got out. Praise God. He got out, he got out, got married, got some kids, beautiful kids, Praise man. God. Still Working, in Georgia? Still in Georgia. Come on. Went right back to where he's from. Wow. Kennesaw. Dug it, yeah. Wow, interesting. Yeah, he working. He working, man. He doing good for himself, man. Shout out to Jay All Good, man. That's the homie right there, man. For real. Yeah. So Shout that kind of goes Fell in to the show you. That kind of goes to show you, though, if you raise your kids up. Yep. You know, if you raise your kids up in the word, that they won't stray. They won't, bro. You know, or at least if they do, they'll know where to come yeah. back to. Yeah. You know, and I think we've talked about that before. It was a couple of times in that in that environment, bro, where like you can really lose yourself. You know what I'm saying? The opportunity for you to lose yourself is always present every mm. single day and night. Mm. And I just watched the homie just navigate through that thing, and it just helped me by watching him. Help me by watching Jay White. It helped me by I had a couple dudes in there that I was cool with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like that dude right there was like he wouldn't even. He ain't really use no profanity like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's like that dude. It's crazy. Like you, you like how you end up in here, bro. Like you ain't even supposed to be in here. But yeah. Like I say he just he made a he made a mistake. Made you know what I'm saying, dude. I think it's so crazy that. Yeah. Isn't it so wild that five minutes, two minutes could change, <laughs> could change Man. such a huge part of your life? Well, you can go in the gas station right now, and get in an argument. And that could be the end of it. Somebody will bust you. Pause. So one more thing that makes me, that, that story about him makes me, it makes me think about um, when you connect with people on eternal levels. Right, right. Like with eternal things, on, the, on, on kingdom type yeah. material. Yeah, you yeah, see what yeah. I'm saying? That's raw and when, real. Whoo, yeah. Yeah. When you can really make that connection with the word with people on, a, on, on an eternal level, that makes such a difference. It makes... Lasting relationships. Yeah, I could tell. That's you. like discipleship type yeah, stuff. That's what it was, bro. Because I'm gonna tell you this right here, and this is the God and His truth. After I met him, and after I met JY, and we had our our time in the county together, I, it, that forever changed the way I read the Bible. Really? I no longer just read the Bible. I actually mm. go in to study. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That came from being around them brothers, man. Wow. Yep. Wow. You know, um. Recently, I've been talking with um, my pastor. I, I meet with him on, on a discipleship level every week. Right. Every week. Right. Here's, here's our material right here that we go through. This, this big dope. old notebook. I know this That's is a podcast, dope. so everybody can't see it, but it's right, a big right. old notebook. But anyway, one thing um, we've kind of been talking about is you can either be over or under the word right, right, when you're right. reading it. Right, right. It can be digging in you. Right. Or you can be digging in it. Right, 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 right. And um, there's different ways to approach it. Yeah. 
and I, you know, some days it needs to dig in me and some days I need to dig in it. And some yeah. days I need to just yeah. take it a verse by verse yeah. or some days I need to read a whole chapter. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. Some days I need to, to, to see what the Holy Spirit might be speaking to me yeah. in just yeah. a single verse. Yeah. Or yeah. some days I might just need to read and read and read. Right. And let right. that all marinate for marinate. the whole day. Yeah, yeah, you know what for I mean? Real. For real. Um, yeah. it, there's different ways to approaching the word. And it sounds kind of like that's what he, he, he kind of brought to light for you is like, there's different ways that yeah. this thing works, man. man. Bro, just like I say, bro, just fluid, man. He was just one of them dudes that just knew at a young, cause mind you now, we, we, he 19, I'm 20. I just had turned 22 and, and the homie was 19 going on 20. So he young, he a youngster now. So you, you got to think like. I, I never I never seen nothing, nothing like that. Yeah, you know, somebody just so you know, like they he just knew, man. He kind of he kind of brought like a wisdom. Yeah, he brought a lot of wisdom to it. You know what I'm saying? Interesting. And, and then, so, like I say, that was a, that was how he was able to get through that, navigate through that without you know doing all the extra. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And so, like we were some stand up guys. Like we had situations. Like we used to have a little a, a net bag full of story goods that everybody would chip in on, right? And and that bag was for if you hit hard times or if somebody needed something, we'd go get in the bag and bam, there you go. You feel me? We had a couple dudes that was plotting to take the bag. Man, you know, man, the homie wasn't about to just let that happen. You know? Nah. Uh-uh. Nah. Uh-uh. We'd go to war if we had to. So that's what I'm saying. He was a stand-up dude. But he wasn't trying to look for no problems or nothing like that. He just... Is that what you were talking about with the hyenas? Yeah. They they were scoping out the bag, scoping huh? out everything, everything about you. Cause like I say, he came in as a you know he a suburban dude. He ain't got that hood demeanor. He don't got that like that that sure. dope boy you know demeanor. He ain't had that. You sure. know what I'm saying? So to them, he at first kind of looked weak. But y'all not knowing that this man he got some faith, and he really not no weak dude. Yeah, he just yeah. From a different spot. He can stand tall. He ain't from Marietta. He ain't yeah. from the west side of Atlanta. Or whatever. He ain't from Bankhead. Whatever. He from a different spot. He stood on his ten, so man, mm. that's my dude, man. Like I say, man, I'm still in touch with the homie, man. Shout out, dude. Mm -hmm. Shout out for real. Shout out to the homie, man. That's what's up. So after your 14 months, let's take let's take it into the trial part now. Right. You've got a public defender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's that like? Do you go to trial? Do you work out a plea deal? What what's man, it like? A public do they come to do they come to you with defender. a deal immediately? Yeah, they try to. A uh, public defender is uh, the biggest joke <laughs> in the world. If you go into any type of situation, like legal situation, you know, it's it's even a bigger joke when you've been out there selling drugs and you ain't even got no lawyer money. Right. That's an even bigger joke and an even bigger slap in the face right there. You know what I'm saying? So a public defender is the mouthpiece of the DA, basically. Whatever the DA or the judge can come up with and what they offer, they just going to tell it to your public defender. They're not going to defend it. They're going to just say, oh, okay, I'll talk to them, basically. So yeah. in a roundabout situation, within the 14 months, I probably went to court maybe seven times, back and forth, maybe 10, back and forth. But I only saw the judge three or four times. I only saw my public defender probably the same amount of times. No. You only saw the public defender in court. Yeah, uh, Wait, he, he, he came. He came to talk to me one time, right? And then the homie sent. Uh, then he sent a. Uh, he sent a, a, a private investigator or something to come and talk to me about 
what was going on. I thought that was kind of weird. You know what I mean? So like it wasn't even one of his assistants. He said it was, but man, I don't know you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But this the thing though. That was at the point in the in the in the uh, that we were at the stage in our fourteen months or whatever, however long I was, you know, we was at that point where it didn't even matter. We because we knew we was guilty, like we knew we couldn't beat the case at that point. You weren't trying to. We beat weren't the even case. trying to beat the case at that point. We just was trying. You to get were the ready less to time. take. You were ready to take. Yeah, like, let's get this. Let's done. just get it done because they had already drug us about. At that point, it was probably like 10, 11 months. You feel me? Yeah. So. We like, shh, man, we just trying to go now, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because now they talking these football numbers, 20, do 30s and all this old type stuff. We like, man, I'm not finna do no 20 years in prison, then uh-uh. get out and be on 10 years of paper. All uh-uh. that. They start talking football numbers. So uh-uh. we sat it out. And then so uh, it was January 2006. It was five days after my birthday. I just turned 23. Um... That's when we went to court, and that's when they hit us with the plea to take the mandatory minimum, right? Because yeah. in, in, in the state of Georgia, for the charge of armed robbery, there is no parole. There's no possibility of parole, right? So it's for that specific charge. Right. It don't, yeah, and it was coupled with some other charges, but sure. just, just that charge alone, there's no, no possibility chance. of parole, mm. right? Mm. I had two of those. So that's a stipulation of Georgia law. Yeah. So and it and it states in the Georgia law is punishable by the minimum ten years to life sentence. Okay. Without the possibility of parole. So it actually paid off to your benefit, and I've heard this before. It paid off to your benefit to drag it out. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. The yeah, fourteen months so. to drag it out and to not take the first deals yeah. and to meet that many times in court. Oh yeah. Oh, I've yeah. heard that before. Like. Oh, yeah. Like even I've had some legal problems in the past with with some of my friends, and they drug it out way longer than yeah. I did, and they got better yeah. deals than especially I did. when you got co-defendants because you don't know how that's gonna go when you got multiple people on the case. Right, right. In most cases, somebody gonna get scared and somebody gonna say something, right? Yeah. So that was the part that was just you know we just tried to stick together on you know we weren't even the same dorm. Me too. One of us was, uh, I was in the dorm with my partner Jarvis, uh, the homie Marcus. He was next door, and uh, Sam was next door with him, but they weren't really that cool, though. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, so it was It was a little... So it was all three of you. It was four, well, well, four, four of, of you. Us, yeah. It was four of you, that's yeah. right. There was three other guys, mm-hmm. and you all wound up taking the same thing? Oh, let's take the same plea on the same day. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because we didn't want to go to trial. Because cause go, going to trial... Yeah, you don't want to do that. Well, you, you face a life sentence, first of all, right? Right. Secondly, they trying to put y'all against each other. They trying to get y'all to say it was him. It was, you know what I'm saying? All that old type of stuff. You feel me? So we were like, nah. You man. all kept your mouth shut. Man, listen, we just trying to get out of here and get the, whatever time, you have, the least amount of time we can take and go. So when they came with the 10... No parole. That's the least amount of time we like, you can get. But let's get it. Let's Did go. you know that was the least? Like, were you educated at, to yeah, that, at that point, point at least? At that point, I knew that I was I was going to have to do 10. Okay. That's what I'm saying. So we knew we weren't going to beat the case. We knew we weren't going to get out. So now, at that point, it was just like, all right, let's just try to get 10. And, and let's then go. how much How much uh, probation or whatever afterwards? None. Straight 10. None. Just straight, straight 10, 10 and yeah, you're done. Straight 10 and we done. 
Wow. Yeah. Now, you did have the opportunity for the halfway house, right? Towards yeah. the end of your sentence yeah, 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 in yeah, prison. Yeah. But, but that's included in the 10, though, and that wasn't mandatory. That wasn't, was that included in the plea bargain? No. That wasn't even mentioned, no, right? That was something you worked that out was, that later. Was Lord, that was the Lord working that out for me. Yeah. You know, like I said on the Experience the People podcast, I had gotten in a lot of trouble prior right. to going to the halfway house. Any other, any other person, probably they would have ruined their chances, man. I seen a lot of dudes get sent back from the halfway house. I seen a lot of dudes that tried to go that didn't get to go. Only the dudes that was it was mandated at their court date at the time of the judge slamming the gavel, they went without mm. no problems, right? Mm. So, yeah, that was all. Yeah. Praise God, yeah, man. For sure, for sure. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Praise God. Yeah. All right, so you guys take the plea. Yeah. What happens at that point? So we take the plea, man. We go back to we go back to Jim Pop, you know, in the county jail. Okay. We, we just took ten years. You and, you and you wait to get transferred. Yeah, we waited about a month, bro. About three weeks to a, four weeks or whatever. And uh they was hitting my door. At that time I was in the cell with a dude that was uh he was awaiting a death penalty trial. <sighs> For a double murder, you know what I mean, and um, he ended up getting the death penalty too. He ended up on the death row. He's still on it. So that was my roommate at the time, right? I'm, and, and, and before I before I tell you, I'm gonna tell you a story. The lights went out one night, right, in the dorm. It was pitch black. We couldn't see from from me to you. We couldn't see each other, bro. It yeah, for those just listening, black. we're two feet away right now. We ain't far black. away from each other. Pitch black. My roommate was hiding in the room. He was so scared because he thought somebody was going to come in there and try to kill him. You know what I'm saying? Because I was calling for him. He was like, no, don't say my name. Don't say my name. He don't want, no, he don't want nobody to know he was in there. I was like, man, that was, it was crazy. Everybody was going crazy. It was a whole like situation in the dorm. Chairs was being thrown. It was fights. Stuff was getting stolen. It just went crazy for like 30 minutes and then the lights popped back on. Yeah. No, no, no clue what it was about, or you we know what it was we about. We don't know what it was about because they're supposed to have some backup lights to pop on. Man, it, nothing, nothing popped on. It went crazy in there. Was it a storm? Was it a power outage? Man. You don't know. Was no. it planned? What it was, bro? It was just it just went out. Oh, that was so the shady. longest thirty minutes ever, bro. Of oh. Not being able to see. Like you had to have your back against the. I just remember putting my back against the wall in the cell and just staying ready. Oh. I just stayed ready the whole time. Cause I was just, cause it was like I couldn't see, you know what I'm saying? I just stayed That's ready. It's black, man. Everything outside the cell was just, oh, 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 oh. boom, 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 boom. It was crazy, bro. Oh, yeah. man. So at that point, I was ready to go. I was ready to go to prison. You feel me? I was ready to oh. get out of that county jail, bro. The the showers were nasty, 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 bro. You county? Know? Yes. Because in the county, you have to have a volunteer. To clean. In prison, you got people, that's your detail, is to clean showers or clean the floors. You got certain people oh. designated in the county. You got to have somebody that's willing to do that. And so who's going to be willing to do that? It's going to be, most of the time, bro, I hate. I, I always hate saying this. <laughs> do it. It's going to be a white dude that's coming down off of some hard drugs. He ain't got no money. He's sick. He just want to eat and sleep, drink coffee. Eat, sleep, drink coffee. You and he needs it? something to he keep him busy. He needs something to keep him busy. That's going to be the guy. Like a tweaker. That's going to be Straight the guy. Straight up. That's going to be the guy. Like a tweaker coming down, he needs, he's going to go in there and freaking clean. Because he ain't clean. got nothing. So if you want to take Ugh. a clean shower, you're going to make sure he got something. So you're going you're gonna to have to be the guy to be like, hey, bro, I'll give you $5, $10 every store day. You know what I'm saying? Just make sure that shower clean because every day. You know what I mean? 
They're going to they gonna go for it. And he's going to be able to come to you and get coffee all day. He, that's what he going to say, man. Can I get some coffee? I like to drink coffee, man. We, you didn't have the fingers by this point, yeah, though. Well, you had the little package. You had the little package. That's right. This yeah, is so county, so, so you yeah, had the little yeah, package. Yeah, you had the little package. So, you know, you just be like, all right, bro, I got you on the coffee whenever you need it. Bam. You know, it's like that. So, don't do that thing. So, like I said, at that point, bro, I was ready to go. So, when it's time to ship, though, they came and knocked on my door at like 12 in the morning. Um, you can't call nobody. You don't know where you know. You know you're going to diagnosis, but you don't know if you're going to Jackson or if you're going to Coastal, <coughs> right? You're going to Jackson to ship wherever else they're gonna send you. You might go to Jackson instead of Jackson, or you might go to Jackson and go to Coastal. Gotcha. So I went to Jackson. Now Jackson is no man's land. Mm. It's it's it, it's going down. It used to go down on the yard at Jackson. Like you can go to Jackson and get killed during transferring. Why? Why was it so dangerous? Why was a transfer prison so dangerous? Because it's every gang, every thing meets everybody on that everybody there. on that yard. I transferring see. from one prison to another. I see. So if you get to jump on the person transferring and you're able to put that word out there fast enough, or if somebody get off that transfer bus and they see some enemies in the yard, it's going down. Right there. Man. That's how it used to be. I don't know how it is now. And it could, you never know. It could be dudes like who got locked up together who were That's what I'm saying. Beefing. You don't ever know. So oh. when you get to that yard, you you won't. Because back then, they used to uh, they used to just uh, keep us leg shackled. But then they, they had us, they had the waist chains around you, but you only had like one hand chain and the other one was free because you had, we had to carry your stuff. Well, if you got one hand free... And it's a bunch of y'all, and you able to get something sharp, you can kill somebody. You can go to the bathroom. They got a bathroom out there where you was able to go back and forth to the bathrooms. People be in there smoking. People be in there snorting lines. They trying to get all their drugs in before they got to get on the transfer bus because they ain't going to be able to get it to the next prison, right? So they're trying to pass all their stuff off. They making moves, doing everything they got to do. But in the process, you got to be watching everybody because you don't know who is who. You know what I'm saying? So was Jackson... Do you think Jackson was the, one of the most dangerous places you went to? Yeah, but I ain't never had to go to the prison, though. I only just been to the transfer yard. Sure. I never had to actually go to the prison. But, but the transfer is, yard is... is That is probably the most dangerous place you could ever be. For real, for real. From what you're describing. Dude, that's so scary. But you didn't wind up staying at Jackson. No, I ended you up wound going up going to Coastal, coastal yeah, right? Yeah, Coastal, which is in Garden City down in Savannah, four hours away. Yeah. yeah um, I went down there with a couple dudes that was from Atlanta, but I ain't really know them though. They just we just from Atlanta, so we just linked up on the yard. And when they called us from the uh, to get on the bus, you know, everybody be like, "Where you from? Where you from?" You know. I got you. So you wound up finding out where everybody's from, and then you're like, "Well, we, we can be cool together." Yeah, yeah, we you Atlanta. Know, we me... Atlanta. Cause see, back in the day, you gotta remember Atlanta. They they rolled thick, Savannah rolled thick, Columbus rolled, Mark, making dudes from the same cities, they're gonna be rolling thick, right? And then, you know, that's so that's kinda like a it's like a gang mentality in a sense, you know what I mean? But it's you know, and it's also just to have a, a blanket of security around. Yeah, you, you, know what you I'm don't want to be solo, right? Yeah, because you free game. That's one of the worst feelings. Yeah, you might you might one of your homies might one of your homies that's already been in prison, right? He might be on the transfer yard the day you decide the day the day they transfer you. And you ain't seen him in 10 years because he been already in prison, right? Right. And he might already got some pool. 
in the prison system. I got you. you see what I'm saying? Like I'm gonna give I you, I'm gonna you. give you a, I'm gonna give you a scenario. Like I got a cousin that's been locked up like 20 plus years on the murder. You know what I mean? And um, when I when I ran into a couple dudes, and he always been the boss. He's still the boss behind the wall. Got you. You feel me? I ain't, that's why I ain't gonna yeah. say his name, but he a boss behind the wall. Heard. Um, but when I ran into a couple dudes that knew him. And they was like, oh, you you such and such cousin? I'm like, yeah, that's my that's my first, you know what I mean? They were like, bet. That was a pass for me. Gotcha. That was a so pass. That was an end. Mm-hmm. So you got to make connections like that. Man, so when you're especially when you're in transfer prisons like oh, that, like man. you're saying, when there's people because that's gotta be that you were saying that's one of the most dangerous aspects about county, is that there's yeah. people in and out, there's in and out, in and, and out. out. And then you got to think about transfer prisons. Yeah. That's the purpose yeah. of these. When you these. get the diagnostics, oh boy, Woo. you show enough dangerous then. In and out, in and out, Man, bro. it's dangerous, bro, because everybody, like I say, it's everybody, you know, is, is every man for himself at that point till you find you a couple, you know what I mean? But everybody transferring, you don't know where you're going to go, you know? So you got to find somebody and hopefully not fly solo. So you linked up with a couple of cats. Yeah, I mean, but at you... At Jackson, right, you headed st- to Coastal. You still, you still, like, on your own, but you just got a couple, like, allies yeah. and yeah, 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 you yeah. know what I'm saying? You still on your own, though. You're familiar with <laughs> you a couple just, of dudes. Yeah, because yeah, you still don't really know how they going to act. How yeah, they you don't know if they're going to... Really, you don't know how they rocking, so... But, man, as soon as I got to Coastal... And they shake us down, and we go through that whole process. They take you to a room. They strip you butt naked. They make you get in a cold shower together. It's like a gang shower with, like, three or four spigots on the wall. They strip you down butt naked, make you bend over, cough, all that old stuff. And then you got to go and get in that cold shower. And then they give you some white boxes and a towel, and then they yes, give you sir. all that. And they say, it's like an assembly line, bro. It's the most yes, dehumanizing sir. thing ever, bro. Ugh. Man, totally dehumanizing. Man. So, just, like, straight up, it. it oh, I've man. never been through that, pro- that bro, specific process. It's dehumanizing. I've been dressed bro. out before. Don't get me wrong. I've been dressed out. Man, bro. But. I've never been through that. That sounds like a freaking movie, bro. Man, bro. That sounds like um. It's like a, I'm trying to think of like Green Mile or something like that. Like, bro, it's I like don't remember. Like, there's got, that's so. Oh. Yeah, and then once you get once you get dressed, they put you in another line to go get your hair cut and get shaved. So they're gonna cut everything off your face and cut everything off your hair. You feel me? And then from there you go get your bed linens and you get your what? Yeah, bro. Straight like that. You better not have nothing to say about it. They got them. They're gonna shave your head and your face, no yeah, matter what. It don't matter. No matter what, unless you got a court documented uh, piece of paper saying it's a religion, you know, against your religion to shave your head. Like if you got dreads and you like a, a Rastafarian or something like that. But it had to be. It had to be documented by the court though, because the feds backed that up. Otherwise, man, it's coming off your head, bro. We don't care what we got to do. We got to beat you up, hold you down, lock you up. They gonna get it off your head. You feel me? And um, that was common. Dudes would put up a fight. Yeah, you got some dudes that are gonna put up a fight for to no avail. They got them big old swole dude, country dudes down there in Garden City, man. They slamming your back out, bro. They don't care. <laughs> they don't care, bro. They want you to get out of line. They gonna smash on you. They gonna tell you when you get off the bus. Boy, if you say anything, you look at me wrong. You look at wah, wah, woo, 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 woo. you know they popping at you off the dribble. You feel me? Cause they know some of y'all ain't never been to prison. So they're trying to set they, the tone. They, they, they setting the tone heavy. They put the pressure on heavy, bro. You got to stand there, look straight. You better not crack a smile. You better not say nothing smart. Boy, they going to put the pressure on you. So, you know, once you get your hair cut, you get your bed linens. They put you in another line, and then they sh- send you to a dorm. 
and you just find you a bed, and you go in there, and you just you just find a bed, you just find a bed, and then that's the beginning of your prison sentence right there. That's the beginning right there. That's that's day one of your prison sentence. So you find a bed, and hopefully it's a bed with. Now it was this. This wasn't the. Uh... The communal area, right? Like nah, this nah, was... you still in the diagnostic area at Coastal, right? So this, I was in the L building, which is for diagnostics. And the reason why is just for diagnostics because... Is it a two-person cell? No, it was open dorm situation. They had, okay. like, they had like pods. They had like two, maybe three pods. And then it's open dorms, like just, just double beds all around the gotcha. pods, right? Gotcha. And then the shower area and the area where you use the bathroom. Yeah. No privacy at all. They ain't expecting you to stay long, right? No, nah, you just in and out because you're going to be going to medical. You're going to be getting your, uh, your, your, all that dental stuff, all that. They, they do a whole ordeal with you for two weeks. It's supposed to be two weeks. It's supposed to be two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then um, you go in there, man, and you just sit back, you watch. Use the bathroom, take a shower. I didn't take a shower right off the bat. I just kind of sat back. You had back to wait and back and see yeah, what the situation was like. I threw, I threw like. my stuff on the bunk. I had wrote a letter and um, I tried to make a phone call. And I probably did make a phone call, but I just tried to write a letter and um, send my letter out. And then um, I just remember like taking a nap, bro. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to rest my head for a minute. You feel yeah. me? And I took a nap, woke up. Then I got in the shower and read, you know. And um, next day, man, it was <clears throat> his medical appointments, <clears throat> his dental appointments. Um, yeah, take a drink of that coffee, man. Yes, sir. They want to uh, check your 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 mental status, all that. You got to do all that, man. Your educational, that you got to fill out this paper about your background, like whether you grew up in abusive homes or you ever been molested, you ever been raped, anything. They they ask all them types of questions. You know what I'm saying? Um, Why? Because they want to know where your mental at. Because some dudes have mental issues and they need to put them on, you know, the proper medicines. And mind you, Coastal is a mental considered a mental health institute. Is that right? Meaning that they had an actual psych ward down there, like an actual spot for mental health inmates, and they had the the staffing to deal with those people. You know what I'm saying? Interesting. And when I tell you, bro, that that is like watching some real zombies walk around because they use a drug called Hound Dog. It'll put people out, won't it? And Thorazine. Is it worse than like Xanax type stuff? Bro, if you Google Hound Dog and Thorazine, it have these people walking around, drooling out their mouth in slow motion. Freaking tranquilizers. Craw- crawling across the grass, picking up grass blades. and like, just, Stop just, it. Man, bro, it was a scary sight to see. That was probably the most gut-wrenching, heartbreaking thing to see. It was people out there <laughs> on some drugs, so powerful that they just... They just they don't have no uh, control. They just out there, bro, looking like zombies, so bro. That's so scary, man. Yeah, it was crazy. That's so scary that they give those to people. Yes. And, they, it, is, and, it, and it is based off their background, basically. Maybe some thoughts that they had or whatever. Well, it really kind of started. Or maybe even their charges. Well, the, the dark side of that is it started as an experiment, bro. <sighs> In the early 90s, anybody that know about uh, Alto Prison, uh, Lee Arendelle State Prison in North Georgia... Anybody that know about that in the early 90s that had a family member or anything that been through there in the early 90s, they can tell you that they was experimenting on those inmates with those drugs, bro. As for like behavior control drugs in the, you know, quote unquote. Right? Yeah. 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 
have a, I have a, I have a, I have a family member, bro, that was a victim of that experiment. He ain't been the same since. That's so disturbing. He ain't been the same since, bro. That's so disturbing. Bro, we could spend a whole episode on that, couldn't yeah. we? Oh, yeah. So that's what you see when you get down the coastal. Oh. And then you see the other characters. That's disturbing. You see the other, the, 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 the perverted dudes that be out there. They, they, they stalking the, uh, the nurses and the gym ladies. Or they be out there with their stuff out, you know, masturbating in the open, bro. Like in wide open. They don't care if you see them or not. Really, you better not be looking at them. Because these dudes have already been sentenced. Man, they already there. They got life sentences. They got they double, already know triple. They're fourth. going somewhere forever. No, they had a permanent. Oh, these are the dudes in the that, permanent. That's, that's, so that's the psych saying. ward was a permanent. That's a situation. permanent situation. And they had just, And they had one dorm of not mental health inmates that was permanent too, though. So they were a diagnostic. Oh, okay, so they were but a diagnostic prison. prison. Yeah, but they did have some permanent inmates there. Uh-huh. I had I had a homeboy that I saw that had already been sent to prison. He was down there, not in the mental health ward, but just in the regular mm. permanent. My homeboy Mark from Simpson. Yeah, he was already down there. He had a life sentence. And um, that was a pass for me. Yeah, that was really? a pass for me. Yeah, knowing him. Yeah, because I was able to get some stuff real quick. You know what I'm saying? From over there. Yeah, and then when they sent Marcus down there, see Marcus could draw. He a real good artist. He knew right. how to draw. You're, he knew how to you tattoo. You told me. Uh, yeah, he was a tattoo guy. Right. So so he started drawing, and so we started hitting the pavement to sell the drawings, and then I would pass them out to the homie. And then we we break the bread amongst ourselves, and that's how we was able to maintain for a little short time. You know what I'm saying? You said you were supposed to be there two weeks. Did you wind up staying there longer? I stayed there four months, bro. Four? Why? I, I don't know. I looked up and four months had went by. <sighs> yeah. And you spent all that time on the transfer side? Because uh, you said there's two yeah, sides now. Yeah, there's the I, transfer I went from, side and I there's from the... the uh... I went from the L building to the N building. Which was a semi transfer, semi permanent kind of situation. I don't know. It was weird. It's like we don't know what to do with you yeah, quite yet. Yeah, because remember, I got there in February. I was I didn't leave until like, man, it was probably like June. Let me see, March, April, May, June. Yeah, it was like June when I left. Oh my god! And they shot me way up to Walker State Prison. In Did North they not Georgia. know where to send you? Did they not have an empty it's cell? The, like, the, what was the situation? You the don't prison, know. The prison system is so overcrowded, bro. I mean, it's so overcrowded, bro. Jeez. That, like, you just get lost in the numbers. You know what I mean? You just get lost in the numbers. You don't know where you're going to go. You can tell them where you might want to go because they gave me three options of where I, like, areas I wanted to be in. And I was trying to pick as close to possible, as close to home as possible, right? Walker was not one of them. Actually, Walker was because really? it was close. It was it was only, okay. like, it was like two hours away from the house. One of the closer ones. Yeah, but I was, see, I was four hours away. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, nah, I ain't trying to be, a, you know, four hours away. So they ended right. up sending me to Walker. Yeah. Okay. And then I was able to see my mom. I hadn't seen my mom the whole time I was in Coastal, bro. I had to make them phone calls, and there wasn't no cell phones back then like right. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. How often did you get to see her when you were in county? How often did you get to see anybody when you were in county? We didn't address that. Did you she get was, visitors she was every, she often? Was, yeah, or? she was every visit in the county. Cause I was and right how to, often was that? That was uh, every... I think it was Tuesday and Saturday, I think it was back then. It was like two days a week. Every Tuesday and Saturday. And because the county's close, yeah, she yeah. was able to come and yeah, see she you came, every Tuesday she and came, Saturday. She came. She came all the time, bro. She always came. Okay. Yep. All right. And then at Walker, you know, it's every Saturday and Sunday. And so they would hit the pavement, you know, come see me, her, her and my pops. And I was out there from uh, like June 2007 
till I think it was like October 2007. I got shipped because I got in that situation I was talking about on uh, Experience the People when I started that riot with the homie yeah. for all that stealing or whatever, right? Yeah. So when that situation happened, they shipped me down to Dooley. Yeah. So then I was at Dooley State from October 2007 all the way till I went to the halfway house in 2000 and uh, at the beginning of 2014. Really? So you yeah. had to serve your sentence in two separate yeah. prisons? Yep. And shout out to the homie Vic from 2nd Ave, man. Eastside Vic, man. That's my big bro, man. I ran to the homie in Dooley, man. Man. Stand up guy, man. You understand me? Salute to that guy, man. He did a whole dub on them people, man, and got out, bro. Really? And doing great for himself, bro. Whole 20. Whole 20, man. My boy Vic, man. And the reason why I'm mentioning him is because when I got to Dooley, it was him and it was my partner, man, man, from Simpson that I had already seen. I met him in the county. So we ran back into each other at Dooley. Um, let me back up, though. Let me back up to Walker, because at Walker, I ran into yeah, yeah. J. Allgood, bro. That's where me and him ran into each other again. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm at Walker. All right, so I'm another back. shout out. Yeah, I'm backing up to Walker. So we Go at ahead. Walker, and one day, uh, it was like a Thursday, we had a new group of people come in, and um, we was in like Building B, and I had been there like a couple of months. I think I was on the yard working out or whatever, getting my workout on, and, um, and then I came in the dorm, and I'm looking... And I see the homie, I'm like, I'm like, bro, what's up? He he slept in the uh, in the bunk like diagonal across from me. And we, had, we hadn't seen each other since I left the county. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So yeah. we was just writing each other, whatever. And um, so we ended up doing like a couple months at Walker together, cause I had got moved That's up. Awesome. I got moved up to the top building, which was the A building. That was like the main building. And then he got moved up there too, right? Yeah. And uh, but he wasn't in the dorm with me then, he was in the dorm across from me. So he was in there when all that was going on. Right. When all that happened, that whole situation, Ooh. he was dead then. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Banded to Ooh. the homie. So anyway, yeah, fast forward to Dooley. Um, I meet the homie Vic from Second Ave, man. And yeah. he's my big bro, man. And and he one of them, he was he a slick dude, man. I'm talking about finesse for real, man. I'm talking about he one of them dudes that kept a new pair of shoes on his feet, man. Clean whites, you know, yeah. everything, man. The boy was yeah. a player, man. Big player inside <laughs> the wall, right? And 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 bro. Showed me how to do my bid for real. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like on some on some big brother type stuff. Like you had you got a, a few different types of people in prison. You got the dudes that like if they older than you, they either gonna look out for you for real, or they gonna take advantage of you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, dude was not he he was a big bro. Like looked out for me for real. Showed me how to do my bid, working out. You know what I'm saying? Uh. You know how to make how to make moves out there. You know what mm. I mean. You know, keep you something in your locker. It was some nights I ain't had nothing to eat. I had to go, hey bro, you got a suit. You know what I'm saying, bro, gonna look out for me. You know, vice versa. And um, it was some time I lost my phone. I had to go holler at big bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. remember I was telling you about yeah. the dude that would climb and go and get it. Yeah, yeah, that was big bro. <laughs> got you, big bro, and, and and another partner, uh, Wayne from Wayne. I think he from Swainboro, Wayneboro, somewhere like that. But they had that room at the end of the, at the end of the dorm where we was able to bust the move because they never they was able got to manipulate their locks. Yeah, they was able to manipulate their locks to where they could get out during count time, bust the move for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Ah. Yeah. Ah. So so big bro, like I say, he was always he was always somebody that I could lean on, like as far as just 
you know, looking out for me, even even if I just need to talk, you know what I'm saying? And he did his 20. He did his 20. He, when I met him, he was already like 10 in. Yeah. So he had a lot of chain gang wisdom, you know what I'm Interesting. saying? Interesting. Let me ask you something, man, and we'll kind of wrap up the podcast on this question, man. Oh. Kind of big, big picture question that mm-hmm. I was thinking about earlier this morning mm-hmm. um, before you got here. Do you think, and I know we, we've talked about a lot of issues with the prison system. I mean, even on this podcast, this episode alone, we brought up the experimental drugs yeah, and yeah, the yeah. overcrowding issues, right? Right, right, right. right. Among right. all the other issues in the prison system. I want to ask you a question kind of off, off from that, um, kind of playing devil's advocate to an extent. Um, do you think your prison sentence overall was a benefit to you? I had to say yes on that. I had to say yes because what, who I am today is on only because of what I've been through. You know what I'm saying? Thank God for everything I've been through. But, um, bro, I was really reckless, bro, out there in them streets. Like, I had, I hadn't really lost myself. You know what I'm saying? I can honestly sit here and say that I actually lost myself to, to the point where I wouldn't even hardly checking in with my own family, my own mom and dad. I wasn't even hardly going to see them. I was in them streets, bro. Live in the street. I was in them streets, bro. You feel me? Yeah. And, and you know, chasing that dollar, basically. You know what I mean? So for me, that was the greatest thing that could have ever happened. I'm sure my mama will agree with that, and my pops will, too. And it's my wife benefit. will, too. I'm pretty sure all of them will tell you that they... Overall. Overall, they glad that I had to do that time. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm so detached from that old life. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, I don't even, I just work, bro. I'm just a regular dude. I ain't, you know what I'm saying? That's, um, one of the things, I think I said it in your experience, the people, I can't remember, but, um, I really feel like you're a better man. Yeah. You know, because that. of everything. I Not necessarily that. because of prison. Right, right. Like, I, I, won't, I won't say your sentence made you a better man, but I'll say overall, you're a better man because of it. And not because yeah. you go to work and, right, you right, know, right. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just, you're just a better man. I you appreciate know what I mean? that. And I feel the same way, bro. But, but you know, that's, a, that's actual effort, though. Yes. You feel me? Because, like I yes. say, Every opportunity to lose myself was, was there, you know, yeah. every day, all day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I could have went in there and just really lost myself, like yeah. a lot of dudes do, especially when they come in young. They come in and they really lose they self, bro. Yeah. Well, one part, I mean, if you think about it, from felon to faith, right. part, of, part of that title is faith. Mm-hmm. And faith without works is dead, yeah, right? Yeah, for real. You, um. And I really feel like you've put your faith into work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and that's that that's that third part of your life that we'll eventually get into, right? right we're right, we're right. spending a lot of time in the incarcerated part yeah. of your life. Yeah, trying to paint a picture for the Yeah, people, we're painting a know. we're painting a picture. But um we're we're getting there and we really appreciate everyone listening, man. We've yeah, had great definitely. we've had great reviews on the podcast. Thank you guys for taking the time and listening. Uh we really appreciate it. Uh, Fred, thank you for your man, time, thank man. Thank you, thank you, bro. Always a pleasure, man. Thank everybody for listening. Yeah, love you guys. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Catch us in two weeks for the next episode and catch us on all podcast streaming platforms. <laughs>